No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Today's episode of the glorious, stupendous, and otherworldly No Simple Road. Dubious? Yeah. Well, I don't know if we're dubious. <laughs> it's yeah. sounded good. Okay, it did. It's brought to you by Shop, Shop Tour Bus. Yeah, yeah. You heard them, folks. Yep. And I'm sticking to their story. That's right. Shop Tour Bus is the online lot's finest purveyor of Grateful Dead inspired merch brought to you from the finest minds of deadheads in the East Coast. Yeah, that's what's happening. And... All their designs are Grateful Dead songs told in picture. You will not find 13-point bolts. You will not find Steal Your Faces. You won't. But you'll find Steal Your Tapes. It is. You will find those. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find St. Stephen and Drums in Space and Truckin' and They Love Each Other and all kinds of stuff over there at Shop Tour Bus. And you've heard us say forever that they come in a -a one-of-a-kind hand-designed box. Well... You can still request a one-of-a-kind hand-design box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside, but they have updated and upgraded their packaging with some amazing new artwork. So I'm not even going to tell you. You just got to go over and look at it. It, I was about to tell them, but if you're going to keep it a secret. Yeah, no, and you're getting free shipping when you put in the promo code. No Simple Road. All one word. When you check out, go get yourself a shirt, get yourself a pin, get yourself a hoodie, get yourself something. You deserve it. Treat yourself. Shoptourbus.com. Electric fish lice. <laughs> lice is Fuck it. Electric fish lights is sponsoring this episode of No Simple Road, everybody. Hey, you know what? what? We're human. We're not fucking professionals, all right? We're doing this. This is off the cuff. We don't script this shit, yeah. and neither does electric fish lights. It's they a make lights for you. You tell them what you want. They create the light that comes out of your imagination. You could say that they are the Willy Wonkas of your imagination when it comes to lighting. Yeah, and they make these dope lights out of recycled plastic, and they use this IQ technology, interlocking quadrilaterals, Lateral, lateral to build these lights. And if you want to see what is available, go on over to electric, at Electric Fish Lights on Instagram, electricfishlights.com, and see all the things they make. I Look, mean, this is limited to your imagination only. They do all the cartoon characters. 
They, they do fishes. They do octopuses, jellyfish. I mean, dinosaurs, Pokemon, minions, and What's all of your sports teams. <laughs> Nobody knows what a Pokemon is. It's a little man no. that pokes people. Okay, anyway. I bet you they'd make it. You can get. I'm going to get one just to prove a point. You can get a color-changing bulb. You can get a Bluetooth speaker bulb. Every light comes with a hardware kit to hang it, a 12-foot cord, and a 12-year energy-efficient safe-to-leave-on bulb. You can use them outside. You can put them in your easy-up. You could even put them in your, your garage. And if you let them know that you listen to No Simple Road by putting in the promo code NSR, then they will give you 25% off of your entire purchase. And you're going to get 25. Delaware Magic, which nobody knows what it is until you get it. Okay. So it's order yourself from a Delaware. light from, from Electric, Electric Fish. Fish Lights. 25% off. Use your imagination. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, The Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. You were just talking about something landing on your chin. And fairies. Mel just gave me this awesome little good luck 
gnome. You're going to wear them on your chin. Yeah. I will put them in my beard. Just see if people notice. I'll hey, be no. like, what are you looking at? You know, Simple Road family, welcome to the middle of our another one of our conversations and an episode with Pappy from Woo! Cabinet. Look. Thank if, you, Pappy. Yeah. Thanks, Pappy, for hanging out with us. And everybody out there, listen, if you are not already on the Cabinet train, you, you need get to, on it. to get on that Jump train. on Would you say it. they need to get inside the cabinet? Uh, Look, see? No, they can't see, Apple. This is a podcast. No, I'm showing you. I oh. put the gnome in my beard. Oh. oh. In there? He was in there. He was. He fell him. out. So, yeah, like Apple said, get in the cabinet. I know it was a bad joke. It was low-hanging fruit. It was a good joke. It's what we're all about here. On stand by it. I still stand by it, too. You should totally get on the cabinet train. <laughs> Mel, just, yeah. Mel just like created her, own, created her own thing over there <laughs> so the, the first time I heard cabinet was maybe about a year ago and uh, the song that I heard was I can't how do I explain this like it definitely wasn't bluegrass I'll, I'll say that and I was like oh this band's cool and I started going back through their discography and listening to their music. And it was like, wait a minute, is this bluegrass? Is this jam music? Is this alternative? What exactly is this? What is in the cabinet? And I come to find out that everything is in the cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. You got vinegar. You got oil. You got paprika. You got onion powder. There's all kinds of stuff. I <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> the way see how long she went. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, all kinds of you spices, got and you got mint, <laughs> herbs, you got rosemary, you got uh, baking soda, you got those little jimmies that you put Aaron, on top quit of cookies. Quit spices. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, I just love that when Cabinet Pappy was talking about that. The that's what it is. Yeah, the cooking it conglomeration up. of all the things you have in your cabinet, and sometimes you have a T-shirt in your cabinet. That's not weird. Well, I guess it depends on the cabinet. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And how big the cabinet is. And you, everybody <laughs> listening, listen, the, the, the story of how this band came together is the greatest story, origin story of any band I've ever heard. Like, that's no, 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 claim. no, no. It's, it's, it, it, it is. is it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fucking awesome. And you guys are going to dig this. And so we're going to get you to the interview and we're going to do the business. And then after the conversation with Pappy, remember the podcast is not over. Hang out with us for a little while. We're going to catch you up on the goings on in our world. And uh, yeah, we have more to say. We have a lot more to say. So Believe stick me. around. <laughs> but until then, Mel's been into singing lately. I sure have. I've been happy. You sing when you're happy and I'm happy when I sing. Okay. Well, follow us on Twitter she can and sing Instagram. About the moon and the June. Wow. And the no singer about the moon. How about www.nosimplerow.com? I didn't finish what I was saying. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No Simple Road. And yeah. then now follow us at See? Instagram. No, you don't even, I just said that. <laughs> Go to our website. Yeah. Go to our website at oh what, gosh. Mel? com. <laughs> What can you do over there? You can do all kinds of stuff. We have a merch spot where you can buy hoodies. You can buy t-shirts. You can buy fun stuff for your festival season. Then you can be like, ooh, I want to go out of Patreon. I'm going to sign up. And I'm going to sign up for 20 bucks a month because when you do, I will get my little fingers working to make you the dopest collage you've ever seen. 
and it's fun and it's totally rad. Then after you hit us up on Patreon, you're going to be like, what? I'm going to leave a five-star review because I love NSR so freaking much. And that's what you're going to write down. You're going to be like, five-star, so freaking much I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> after that, you're going to be like, 971-808-1524. You know what? I just wanted to let you know that I did a five-star review. Oh, that's all I'm going to do. Stop. We have a call. We also have a review. Okay. Woo! Hang on. We're going to do the call first. Thank okay. You. I was going good, though. You were on a roll. Yeah. I just sat train and looked the, out yeah, the window. The, <laughs> the train was going. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Hello, No Simple Road family, friends, tribal members. Uh, this is Skydog Disciple calling from the universe. I want to know what you guys thought about Fusion Jazz. I'm a big fusion jazz fan. And um, Miles Davis actually opened for the Grateful Dead at the Fillmore West on April 10th, 1970, um, soon after his uh, seminal fusion jazz album, Bitches Brew, came out. And uh, the Dead were embarrassed that Miles opened up for them and didn't know how they could follow that. I thought it was some of the most amazing music they ever heard. I just feel like the fusion jazz scene is like tangential to the jam band scene. It's kind of like jamming on a whole different vibe, but the same ethos. So it's through together uh, into like the Mahavishnu Orchestra, uh, Return of Forever. All those other great bands from the seventies. Well, okay. Short answer. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love the Mahavishnu Orchestra. I love Miles Davis. Um, it, we've had members of like Clubbed Elf on. John Modesky is a jazz guy. Um, so is Skerrick. Like. It's yeah, so I guess like we don't really talk. Orange, yeah, we don't Lawton. specifically talk I mean, about that... it, and we haven't really been to like jazz festivals yet. But we do enjoy jazz a lot, and actually. Yeah, it's improvisational, mm-hmm. and that lends itself right to what we all love—improv and standing on the edge, taking chances, getting crazy. Yeah, and and like he said too, it's tangential to the to the jam scene. Yeah. I don't think that I. Uh, this is a big claim, but I don't know if the jam scene would exist without jazz. I, it, it definitely wouldn't look the way it looks now. Yeah. You know, it, those, those early jazz musicians are the guys that gave birth to that whole improvisational feel. And, and the, the, and the live music, the doing it live yeah. thing so much, playing clubs, you know, 300 days a year when you're on tour. And yeah, I mean, it helped birth it. Yeah. So that is, uh, that's how you use the, um, the tepid line. Yeah. 971-808-1524. Call in, ask a question. See, that was a good question. Thanks, yeah. Skydog Disciple. Thank you, Skydog Disciple. I liked it. Well done. I liked it. He sounded like, he sounded like a jazz cat, the way yeah. he was talking. <laughs> How is that, that there's a sound yeah. for that? Hey, man. And one of um, my Ooh. favorite um, co-shirts that we have is our Miles Davis collector's item. Uh, oh, yeah. 
yeah, shirt. Yeah, I love that shirt. It's mm-hmm. so comfortable. It's the softest. Almost falling most, apart. Yeah. <laughs> um, where we were in the business before the the uh, 971-808-1524 tepid line thing happened was Apple said that we had a new review, but that's that not wrong. true. We don't have a new review. Apple was mistaken. It happens. No, See? I'm sad. Yeah. It's so now you made Apple sad, everybody. Well done. You should call or no, you should go and leave a five-star review for us so that Apple would be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and you can do it like a call. You could do it like me. You can dictate it. You just be like talking to it and I that'll had, write your I review. I had some people tell me that it's too difficult to figure out how to leave a review. So I'm going to give you instructions. What you do is you open up the Apple podcast app and you go down to the bottom and there's a little magnifying glass for where you use to search for other podcasts. And you take your thumb and you put it on that little magnifying glass and then you type in no simple road in the search field. And when you do that, our show will pop up and you hit it again with your thumb. And then you scroll down a little bit and you'll start seeing where it says reviews. And you just, there's a a little link that says leave a review and you do that. And then Apple will be happy. It says see all is what it, you scroll down and then it goes to the review and then it's, you say it says see all and you see all. Then you tap the five star uh-huh. and then there's right underneath that. It says write a review. Write a review. See, there it is. Yeah. So I kind of followed along. All the first stuff was I, I We even gave you instructions on, on how to leave a review and also on how to make Apple happy. Yeah. yeah. So you do it. We're, we're all I about instructions it. here at No Simple Road. And, you know, making Apple happy is what we're all about. So. <laughs> but now we want to make you guys happy by listening to this awesome interview with Pappy from cabinet. Oh, wait. I, I have one last thing that one I last? that I would like to impart to our wonderful family out oh, there. Simparty. Um, hey, one of uh, our friends, Jason, had a great suggestion and here it is. If you guys see that cabinet posts after this interview that they did this interview with No Simple Road, if you see them like post on their page that the podcast is out or whatever, Go in the comments on there and leave some comments from the No Simple Road family so that the band knows that our family is listening. Right? That's nice. Great yes. idea, right? Yes. So, yeah. Give some love. Yeah. So, okay. Now, Mel, let's do it. Yeah. Without further ado, the, the no, no Simple, Simple Road, Road crew, crew gives, gives you Pappy from Cabinet. Cabinet.
We did it, man. I can't believe it. It's an amazing thing. Do you have we, aviators on, Pappy? We pulled this off. I don't. You know, I did earlier, but I switched over to, um, they're kind of a, a lighter shade of purple. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Rose-colored glasses for a, for a No Simple Road interview. <laughs> well, I'm Aaron. Hey, Aaron. What's going on, man? 
And I'm Mel. You know. <laughs> I'm Mel. Yeah. And then you got Apple over here. Apple, there you are. Nice to meet you guys. I really appreciate you guys reaching out. Yeah. Well, for- I mean, you guys are killing it, brother. I yeah, we, is, we've, we've quickly become huge fans. Yeah. And I'm digging through the catalog. <laughs> right on. Right on. Yeah. I mean, we're uh, you know, the question is, what is it and why are we killing? Yeah. Well, I, that is a good question. Can you answer it? Well, I, we're trying to figure that out. You know, we've been on a, a really interesting journey. Probably we've been a band for, see, 2006, I think, is the official establishment year. Okay. Um, you know, been through the ups and downs of regular process bands starting off and having original music to to share and, and then getting agencies and managers involved and doing that. And then, you know, getting wives and children <laughs> down the line and, and taking breaks and coming back. And right now we're kind of, you know, all in house. It's really just the original band members trying to, uh, you know, stay relevant in this it seems to be ever changing industry. It's, it, it is a trip, man. It's, it, it's a trip to be a fan right now too, because, you know, especially after quarantine and everything, like it seems like there's an explosion happening of music and new bands and just everybody's like coming out of the woodshed. Sure. Opportunity even too. There's, there's new opportunities. And, um, you know, I was talking about this the other day, but it was just like before the pandemic, I couldn't get uh, somebody to go shopping for me and deliver groceries to my front door. (laughs) Right. Uh, You know what I mean? So it was like, I don't know. Was uh, starting to figure out ways around, which is pretty cool about our species. We figure it out. You know, we're resilient. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah, you're sure. not holding us down. No, you're not. You're not gonna. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I like I said, man. The last two years have been testimony to that. I mean, right. We figured out how to do all kinds of weird shit during that. Right. You, got, you guys were playing drive-in shows and just sure. making it happen. Like that's that's super admirable, man. Cause a lot of people just took a powder for a little while and said, you know what? I'm just going to rest and see what happens. But right. you, you guys were still out there fucking plugging away, man. What was that like playing those drive-in shows? Was that weird energetically? Uh, it, it was, well, there were, there were three of them and I would say one of them was weird energetically. The other ones were pretty cool because the crowd was actually a little bit closer to the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cars were able to, you know, uh, the one that was a little strange, it was like we were up on a, a hilltop, you know, kind of where the where they would put the screen. Mm-hmm. And then the cars and the people kind of in their own little sections were pretty far away and they had to tune in via their car stereo, <laughs> you know. So we weren't even really playing through a PA. We were just transmitting basically the soundboard to this uh, to their vehicles. So depending on their vehicle who knows the quality of what they were hearing, you know? Yeah. So post show, what did it feel like? You get on there, you do your thing. Do you think it goes good? Does it go good? Like, how do you feel after that? Yeah. I mean, they, uh, the one in particular that I'm talking about, um, I think everybody was just really excited to be out Mm -hmm. and, you know, having an, an experience outside, but we didn't have the normal, um, communication, you know, we're pretty, you know, we're pretty tactile band. We like to go out and hug our fans and high fives and handshakes and catch up with everybody. 
so that was a little strange. We weren't able to do that, but, uh, you know, that's what I guess the social platform is for you right. to kind of keep in touch on there. And, uh, yeah. Feel that, feel that energy through the, you know, the technology, I guess. I don't know. It's a, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the, the, the show, I mean, I, I was, uh, on YouTube all morning, uh, Aaron came out, we were watching the encore, the one where Keller Williams comes on stage and joins you in the end. Yeah, and that was amazing. I mean, you guys—I'm not sure which one that was, but you and the other ones too. You were, for, from a fan's perspective, you get you guys were up there killing it. It, it came yeah, we through did, I think amazing. Two out of the two out of the three we did with Keller. I'm pretty sure if I remember. That is a that's a unique human being right there. That's just love him. He's a fairy. He's the fairy, the fairy, the fairy gypsy that totally. you know, everybody loves. Yeah, I I yeah. Uh, we're going to a festival here in a couple of weeks. Or actually next week. Actually next weekend. And uh, he's playing and I sent him a text and I was like, hey man, you know, I would really like to catch up with you while we're there. And I, at the end of the text, I was like, you know, sorry for reaching out directly. I didn't have a name for a publicist or anything. And he sent me like, I don't know, four paragraphs back in a text of like, my name is Gerd P. Tordmeister. I am like this whole thing of how. You know, he, I, I need to sign an NDA before I talk to him and that Mr. Williams is being a pain in the ass. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I'm dealing with a prankster. Yep. He is a fairy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Definitely. Uh, bad respect for that guy. Man. Yeah, he's, built man. Up, uh, he's built up his own thing around his own vibe, his own music. And mm-hmm. it's, it's contagious, man. It's, you know, before cabinet was a thing, you know, I'd, I'd go to his shows a lot. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. So anytime he would come through Cleveland, like when I was in high school, we would all go to the Keller shows. <laughs> it was kind of like, you know, some of my, you know, my first handful of shows were Keller Williams shows. Oh shit. That's a, that's a so, good first one. Yeah. So it's been, a, it's been an interesting trip to be able to collaborate with him and uh, connect with him on a, on a different level going from a fan to kind of, right. Getting, getting funny texts from him all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, it, you guys are doing the same thing, Pat. I, I got to yeah. tell you, you guys are carving out your own niche whatever that means like yeah the one of the reasons that like i was so hot to get you guys on the show is that you know when i first pulled up the first song i heard from you guys was silver sun mm-hmm. and um i was like wow this is this band's really cool and i'm gonna go back and listen to their old stuff and i go back and i'm like wait a minute is this the same band is, is apple ah. music have the same you know have this mixed up like and then quickly I was like, holy shit, like I'm getting to hear the evolution of this band of musicians, like doing their thing and figuring it out. And that's, what's been so interesting to me is to hear your, your, your journey sonically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And that's, you know, an unintentional uh, effort, I guess, but it's, it's a very natural thing that's happening right now where, you know, you have a vessel, right? Mm-hmm. And you can try and you can try to steer it. And oftentimes, you know, you don't take it to the right place or whatever. And where you could put it on cruise control, man, and let let the vessel take you somewhere. And I kind of look at cabinet, you know, we've we've experimented, you know, the whole bluegrass thing really just kind of happened um, via instrumentation. None of us are really 
even listening to bluegrass music before we discovered ourselves with all these instruments you know okay we have we have uh you know the necessary instruments laying around to be i guess a bluegrass band let's dig in so we started listening to bluegrass as a group and trying to emulate some of those sounds and realizing that that's a whole that's a whole universe you know the bluegrass world is so beautiful the community side of it you know uh, the acoustic element of it where you could just get in someone's living room and play a show acoustically if you wanted to no pa um, all the all those those sides of it you know uh, were really intriguing to us but we, we were all coming from very different backgrounds of you know influences and interests in uh, you know listening what we were listening to but also what we were trying to put out through that instrumentation and what came out was kind of an attempt you know to be a bluegrass band but i feel like we we're always fighting our in our you know internal influences yeah. so we kind of at some point just let that go as opposed to like really focusing on our bluegrass sound um, at some point we just let it go and jp and i will write songs and maybe some of them will be written in a bluegrass fashion but when we bring them to the band they could turn into a reggae song really quick you know? Yeah. Um, well, that, and, that's what makes it interesting for us, man. I mean, right. look, I can, I can listen to a bluegrass album. I can go back and listen to all the old bluegrass stuff. But when I hear something like cabinet, that's a, I guess it's a hybrid. It's yeah. It's, yeah. And it, yeah. It, and I think we've, we've also like the name itself is kind of another, um, the name is growing on us. <laughs> the band name okay so i don't I, I really don't know where it came from but i'm also <laughs> starting to like um it's starting to make sense because in my mind a cabinet right you got your cabinet your kitchen you go in there depending on what you're feeling you know what you're what you're going to make for breakfast right cook up some eggs maybe open the cabinet and you, you slap a little paprika on there put some salt pepper whatever's in there you could also yep. find some rice and beans in that cabinet yeah you know you could also find, you know, whatever, some, uh, you know, easy, quick, easy mashed potatoes. Or a jar of weed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Find a jar of weed in there, man. You know, Throw it yeah, in. Anything could be in there. What's your flavor? So it's kind of like turning into this thing where it's very interesting for me to, and even to, to go forward, like what else could be inside this cabinet? What can we stock inside of this mm. cabinet for when people approach it or open it up? Let's just say you know, hitting us up on Spotify or Apple music or something is opening the cabinet. You can be hit with all sorts of different flavors or, you know, quick oh, meals, that. you know, okay. I love that man. And, and, you know, with the it, bluegrass is seeing a huge wave right now, at, at sure. least, at least in my eyes, like Billy strings and other musicians are bringing it to the forefront of people's consciousness. Like, I know when I was coming up, like in the Grateful Dead scene, a lot of us listened to bluegrass, but it was kind of like secondary to being a deadhead. You know what I mean? You were into right. it because of dog and, and Jerry. Right, right, right. But now it's it's more upfront. And I wonder how that's affecting bands like you guys. Are you seeing a increase or more fans coming to you through that vein, like riding the wave of that? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I mean, our fan base has been pretty steady from the get-go, you know, mm-hmm. um, there is, and we, and we put them, you know, big props to our fans because we put them through this roller coaster ride of emotions and 
hiatuses and member changes and, you know, all of these things. And uh, they're still here, man. They're still coming out. And it's part of the drive to get together. You know, we lucked out. Silver Sun was recorded in March of 2020. And I remember oh, being wow. at that that session in Vermont. And when we left, everybody got home. And then the text started to come in like, shit's about to hit the fan. They're closing down all the stores. Go buy some toilet paper, whatever. And we are like, oh, well, at least we have this, um, this session under our belts. Or everybody else was kind of in this touring regiment, you know, like our peers. And right. everybody was playing playing the game and doing the thing out there. Everybody who was hustling, you know, we were in this unique position that we were just, you know, technically still on this hiatus or whatever, trying to figure out our thing. And, you know, we released those tunes and that let, that led us to, you know, kind of try to restart the, the business side of it and see if we could get a record together and maybe start doing some, some shows, you know, um, and it took us two years, but we had a lot of fun doing it. And it, at the end of it, we had this this Sugar House Sessions record. And so good. We're kind of, you know, just running off of that at the moment. Um, and we're doing all in-house. I'm doing all the booking and communicating. And, you know, we hired some friends to help with managing and and everybody in the band. I mean, my my I guess my idea is that if I can get you know, the band to work together internally um, and solidify the way that we work together. If we can do this internally, um, then there should be no fear about continuing, <sighs> continuing on, you know? Yeah, I do know. It's kind of like trying to, trying to regroup the, the guts of cabinet inside to be sure that we can go out and, and do the thing and, and, you know, be able to provide for our families that are, ever growing i mean i just had my fourth kid in september Whoa, and, congratulations thank you yeah it's it's a it's a beautiful thing but i thought i had it covered with three i thought i could do it and then came. <laughs> psych yeah really man. started questioning hey can i do this i don't know yeah but you, you know th those are real things but you know at the end of the day we built a brand you know we owe it to ourselves to really give it a good effort um we built a brand we built a band we have a, a loving you know really solid fan base who, who cares about us um so kind of like let's make it work you know I, dude i i have to go back to something i'm kind of a little blown away like um like i said silver sun was the first song that i really heard from you guys and um knowing that that came out right as the pandemic was happening and the lyrics to that song and what it's saying mm -hmm. holy shit pap yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, it is crazy. That's nuts. I wrote, I wrote that song in my garage the year prior. Uh, I was kind of experimenting with like, uh, my own little production thing that I had. I was getting into engineering and I just set up like a little recording thing in my garage. And that was really just an experiment in my own, uh, you know, I'll text you the I'll text you the demo so you can see where it came from after. after oh, I would love that. Line. I would love that. That that song is on our like um we have like a Sonos in the kitchen. 
And when yeah. we all get up for work in the morning, that's one of the songs that's in rotation in the morning when we're it, all. Yeah, it really, uh, it really came at a at an interesting time. It has it has that kind of message of hey, man, let's just keep on moving. Mm-hmm. But it also, you know, there was it wasn't written for that purpose. It was it was written uh, as an attempt for me just to write a song and record it. The, the demo is super lo-fi and like, you know, it's just drums, bass, banjo, and guitar or something, and I'm playing everything trying to get like capture some sort of song and it like i never wrote those lyrics down i just sang them you know um kind of came came up with the melody and then just started humming some some lyrics in there and then the silver sun thing came out and it kind of uh ended up being somewhat of an anthem for us to kind of keep on moving ourselves you know us too us too man dig it yeah cool I said, well, one thing I love that we, you just mentioned it there is uh, with like in with bluegrass bands, it's not very common to see your percussion section. And you, right. the fact that you have two percussionists, it, it just adds so much more. We got very used to listening to a lot of bluegrass that did, at first years ago when we started getting into it, we didn't really quite realize at first that there <laughs> is no drummer. Yeah. You know, and then we got caught on to that. And then you have a few bands that have drummers, but you guys, I mean, you really have a great percussion section backing it up and it just adds so much more depth to it. Right. Right. It also gives us the opportunity to mosey in genre and, um, you know, really experiment with some of those other things that we love outside of bluegrass, you know, and there should be no limitations or restrictions, in my opinion, to, to, you know, your creative side, not only personally, like there's no leader in the band necessarily. We're all trying to guide each other through this thing. We all, you know, the, the common thread is that we love playing, writing and recording music, you know? Yeah. Ah. And, you know, there shouldn't be anything kind of, you know, restricting us from taking it in any way, shape or direction, you know, unless that was like, you know, preconceived notion that, Hey, we're going to go out and be, try to be a really great bluegrass band. Right. We're going to go out and try to be a really great reggae band or a really great funk band or metal band or whatever. You know, we, we kind of just you know, stumbled upon the acoustic instruments and then, you know, throughout the years would incorporate some other stuff, you know, electric guitars. I got some custom electric banjos made up for some different sounds. And, you know, our fiddle player Todd has always been, into circuit bending and different pedals and, and unique sounds and he's 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 got a turntable on stage now he's doing scratch <laughs> yeah and, it, and uh, you can hear some of the scratching on the record too you know and it's just like there was a time where we kind of had this vision to to go in a bluegrass route you know and it really kind of at the end of the day you know had the reverse effect you know it became kind of stressful to try to live up to this standard you know and when we let it go when we just said let it go you know some really interesting sounds and songs started coming out yeah i wonder how much of your performance like you know if it was like a percentage playing versus performance how much energy and thought do you put into the performance aspect of your you know playing that, that you do into your playing um Man, I think we hold the record for least amount of rehearsals live <laughs> playing band. You know, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty certain. You know, it was 2006. What is it? 2022 now. 
So what's that? You got to help me with the math. There. 16. Thank you, Apple. 16. Yes. Apple. Thanks. So uh-huh. let's, we're going on, we're going on like 16 years here. And, uh, you know, I think it's safe to say maybe 10 rehearsals a year. What? I'm no trying way. to get that. I'm trying to get that. Like, I'm, well, we're not good at it. You know, <laughs> we've come to realize that it's, you know, it's quite challenging for us to get in a room together. We've always cut our teeth live. You know, we've always cut our songs. You know, this is the first record that there are some new songs on it that our fans haven't heard. And we actually played three. We played three of them last night. It was the first time in the history, I think, of our band, you know, because we our first record, you know, we were playing gigs for three years before we put out that record. So they were all songs that people have heard us play live. Um, and and then we were just always behind the ball on the recording thing. So we would write songs, go out and uh, really hash them out live. And our fans would get to know those songs and eventually a record would come out, you know. Right. But it's all the songs that they, they heard live. It's just they were hearing the studio versions of those. Uh, and this time, and partially because of the pandemic and everything, we actually snuck in some 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 unheard material, and we're able to go out. And, so it was an interesting uh, feeling last night to to go out and play a song for our peeps that uh, they hadn't heard before. You how, know, how was the response to that from them? I mean, because you can gauge a response to a song that they've heard because you mm-hmm. you feel the energy of it you know what's going on but when you're doing that that's something new for you and for them how did that feel uh for me it felt it felt really cool you right. know it was uh almost like a i was i was kind of proud to be able to introduce you know because that's that's something um that i would like to see as a fan like go out and hear hear a new song that i haven't heard before live you know right. um and especially if it was released on a record, you know, um, and I think our fans were so used to our material because we were just hitting the, you know, especially in, in the first six years or something, we were really grinding and just trying to get our vibe out there. Uh, and all those, you know, we were just playing all of the song, all the songs that we had in, in the bucket, you know, and right. the major, majority of them weren't recorded in the studio yet, you know. And, uh, yeah, it was cool, man. It was cool to, to be able to introduce some new material and it's kind of a new vibe too. I mean, our influences are ever changing and ever growing and, you know, we're not questioning it too much. We're just kind of letting it happen. Well, you guys, man, you you owe it to, to the music to, to, to keep doing what you're doing because it's look, it's the music business is tough and being a musician is fucking hard as shit. And to find any measure of success doing it is like winning the lottery. And what you guys are doing, there's, there's energy inside of it, Pap. There it's, that shit's alive, man. And like, I I agree. And I I think it comes down to, you know, everybody has different ideas of what success is. Right. And ours, I think may be a little bit different from other people's, especially in the industry. I mean, my idea of success uh, is taking care of my brothers in this band, you know, financially, mentally, all the things, making sure the stress level is down. Um, you know, some of the guys don't have to show up if they don't want to, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, I've kind of taken on, you know, this thing that, you know, cabinet is a thing, 
you know, as long as we can go out and perform our tunes, JP and I, you know, write the majority, you know, 90% of the, of the songs. And if we can go out and, and, you know, we have a whole list of local musicians that nobody's ever heard of who just love to play and can quick hop on stage and vibe with some of these tunes, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, makes it all that more, more special. You know, we went out last year without our guitar player, our fiddle player wasn't on a couple gigs, but we still out, we still went out and played his cabinet, you know? Right. Um, and yeah, I think, I think we do owe it to the, to the music and, and to the music lovers, you know, it's, uh, keep on going man yeah. you know? well and yeah. to yourselves too man like yeah. and you, to ourselves right because you can't Absolutely. put all that effort into it also your families like they're sitting right. back waiting on you to come home and and supporting you through your non-rehearsals and you <laughs> right. are out there <laughs> but no seriously like you're out there doing something and so right. yeah do that something for everybody because sure. it feels amazing to listen to what you guys are doing especially because there's not a specific genre and it's almost more fun to listen to music like that because you're like right. oh, do i hear a little bluegrass do i hear a little rock and roll do I, you know like right. that i was talking i was talking to somebody last night our friend len mooney's great keyboard player lives in the area sat in and and we had a conversation after the show kind of about this like the idea of success or whatever and and he books his own band, his own trio. And it's like kind of, you know, I had a moment last night where I was on stage just trying to get into the music side of it, but was really fighting this. Like I, I couldn't stop thinking about like the logistics of the next tour while I was on stage. It was like all of a sudden I'm the guy who is trying to handle all these things, you know? It was this really kind of like interesting moment where I was like trying to shake the business side of it um, while performing. Uh, and it's, it you is know. challenging to do it in, in house, but, um, we got a, we got a great team of guys, man. And we're all, we're all driven in our own, in our own ways and, and are, are good at certain things, you know, all of it, um, with the intention of pushing the band forward, you know, but I, I had this kind of thing where it was like, you know, we used to climb a ladder to somewhere, like we were <laughs> trying to climb this ladder, right. To, yeah to let's just say to success right and right now i think instead of this vertical kind of journey you know i kind of described it as more of a ripple thing like let's just drop something what if it was a horizontal let's see if it can have a horizontal effect and just by doing what we're doing and uh, being true to ourselves you know in this really experimental time with with the band and the organization the organization and trying to figure out if we can actually do this you know again um what if the the music does a lot of the work for us you know what what if like you know the recordings and the shows and and the vibe that we put out does a lot of the work not the agencies not the managers not the publicists not all this the regular stuff that climbs you up that ladder but what if the music and the vibe and the organization internally has, you know, starts doing work for you where, you know, you're not calling out to people, people are calling to you and, you know, it's great. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm getting, you know, random emails and stuff like this. Like I really yeah. appreciate you guys yeah, man. coming through and just having general interest in what we're doing where, you know, it wasn't me going out and saying, Hey, can I get on the, can I get on the podcast? we got a new record coming out. Mm-hmm. And, 
like, hey, man, it's about time, you know, the music starts working for us. Yeah. You know? Fuck yeah. yeah. That's a that's a great feeling right there because we kind of went through that with the pot. We've been doing this going on five years. And right. about about a year and a half ago is when when Aaron so excitedly came to me and Melanie and we're like, we have people reaching out to us now. He wasn't having to cool. do all the work reaching out to publicists right. and stuff. It's like they're asking right. about us now and helping promote them. And that was like, oh, right. my God. Well, and, and it's it's what you said, too, man, like not to be too heady about it, but like that's trusting your passion and your creation to sustain you and care for you and the people that you love and care about. And absolutely. When that thing starts turning around and like starts giving back. Yeah. It starts giving back. And that's, and then through that thing, giving back, you have more space in your head and energy to give back to the thing. And and it's it's self feeding. Sure. And also, you know, a bit of internal control where we can set our schedules based around everybody's family lives. And, you know, we're not trying to, like I said, if this keep going back to this ladder thing, but you know, a lot of bands out there are, 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 uh, able and capable of doing, you know, steady touring and stuff like that. And agencies are trying to get there, you know, they're trying to get their books up and you kind of almost at that point, like feel, this pressure of, you know, they say playing the game, it's a game, you gotta play the game, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and there's a fine line between playing the game and, you know, the game playing you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's a mouthful right there. Well, it's like saying yes to everything, whether you want to do it or not, whether you can do it or not. And sometimes there's like it, sometimes that's very admirable because it's like, yeah, you're, sure. you're willing to do whatever, but like, dude, the reality is you have four children and unless mm. you want to be an absent dad, you got to be around. So sure. you have to figure out a happy medium somewhere where you can actually make a living to sustain them. And right. also so that they know who you are and saying yes to everything is not in everybody's, um, that's how you, you can't, out. yeah, you can't do that. There's, there's just not everybody can be a yes man. It's awesome. My, my wife is actually FaceTiming right, right now. As you, right oh. when you said you have four children, <laughs> oh, yes. right do, you need a, do you need to pick that up? Um, do no. it. We, 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 are you sure? Do it. I can edit. I can yeah, edit. Yeah, we this, can man. edit this. We can just call yeah, right back. Let, let, do me, it. let me grab this. Let grab me grab it. this real quick. Yeah, call us back. Yeah. Just do it. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. So while Pappy's talking to his wife, that gives us the opportunity to tell you about one of our awesome sponsors. Yeah, we'll tell you about uh, Define Premium Premium Cannabis. Cannabis. If you are up here in the Portland area, we have two locations, one in Hillsboro and one in Forest Grove to serve you, take care of all your cannabis needs. When you come and visit us, you want to make sure that you tell us that you are one of our listeners. We'll give you 10% off your whole purchase and a free t-shirt. The t-shirt can be worn back in because you're going to come back again. Wear that, you get a 15% discount every time you come in. 
We are there to take our time with you, get you suited to the medicine you need, and send you on your way with a big old smile. So come on, visit us at Define Premium Cannabis. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was good, man. I, let's see if Pappy's back. Get Pappy some money. How can we get Pappy some money? I want to do that. (laughs) You know, I was going to actually ask you about that, man. Like, you you, well, no, yeah. How do we get more money, Pappy? No, um, (laughs) we, you know, everybody been home for two years, chilling out. You've been with your family and relaxing and doing your thing at home, and then now the machine turned back on, and you're back out on the road. Like, is that a is that a point of contention, or is that is is she cool with that? Is you know. She's cool. She's still there. You know, she's still <laughs> there. And, uh, you know, we, we have a, a, a mutual understanding for and respect for each other. She's a graphic designer and, and, uh, you know, she's the, she's the one who gets, make sure we all get our, our teeth cleaned and, Aww. you know, all those things. So the insurance side of it comes through and, you know, we have a good, we got a good balance, you know, we definitely financially help each other out. And we're doing our best to provide for for our littles. And, What's her name? And uh, her name's Tomlin. Tomlin, yeah. shout out to right Tomlin. On. That's for what I was going to say. Yeah, down, man, shit. Man, like, mad respect for for all the you know cabinet better halves. You know, yeah, it's, uh, absolutely. Shout out all the females that are keeping their yeah. men on the road. Well, that's awesome. That's a big family when you got seven musicians and then all their other counterparts. That's a big family you got there. Yeah, there's a. Uh, Three, three out of the seven don't have any children. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I actually only had two years in the band. So 2000, well, three years, 2009, my first was born. So I only had three years as a touring musician before I was a touring musician with a child. And, you know, I was in my early twenties. So it's been, let's just say I've, I've, you know, somewhat, uh, figured out ways to do it from, from the early stages, you know. Yeah. Well, it's you, you know, know you got to you got to keep the home fires burning, man. You got to keep the home life tight, or the road life just doesn't work. And it's a lot of compromise, a lot of sacrificing, and you know, it was challenging when we were there. I go again when we were climbing that ladder. Mm-hmm. You know, it was challenging because you got this real, real drive and and uh, you know this passion thing, but it, you know it. it they bump heads a lot, man. And we had a lot of hard times with scheduling and even still, you know, even, even now that I'm kind of controlling it, I'm, she's in my, she's in my head a lot. Like, you, you know, we're doing this, uh, probably the, this is the most amount of touring we've done in over five years, I think oh, this sure. year, oh. it's all, all based around this new record. It's kind of an attempt to get back out there, but you know, it's, it's all an experiment, you know, it's all, there's no real, I'm not trying to like follow any sort of, um, template or anything. We're just kind of rolling with the punches here where we're at right now. You know, so, that's the way it should be. I mean, yeah. it, dude, it, well, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, look, looking at like, I mean, yeah, you guys are, you guys are hitting it hard now. You're the upcoming tour, like, you know, Delph, several festivals, Delph Fest. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. excited to hear when you guys hook up with John Morgan Kimmock at Brooklyn Bowl. Oh, yeah. That, you know, mm-hmm. just some of the stuff you guys got going and not many breaks in between. You guys are out there getting it, man. And, and yeah. it, it, like you said, man, if, if shit wasn't tight and straight at home, you can't focus when you're out on the road, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's true. Being in the back of your mind fucks everything. I mean, dude, you're already the guy that's thinking about the next tour while you're up there. So right. if add another fucking home, thing. Yeah. yeah add something <laughs> else in there. It's, a, you know, it's too much. But yeah. 
I think that I don't know who the hell am I? I'm just I'm just a guy. I just have podcasts. Yeah, who's to say? But I think you guys are poised, man. I I feel like this year is going to be something special for you, man. I really do. Yeah, we had like this kind of percolating thing. mm -hmm. I think is it's working in our favor uh, at the moment because you know we weren't we didn't get hit. You know, really grateful that you know we didn't get hit. And I, I really felt for all our brothers and sisters out there who got hit hard by all the canceled shows and, and uh, their tours just getting all screwed up, you know, and that's their lifeline. That's the way they make their money and get out there. You know, it's, you know, that's, that's how we make our money on the road. We sell merch and, and try to sell tickets and merch, you know, the, uh, unfortunately these days, you know, the recording side of it doesn't bring in a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. So you got to get out there and here we were kind of in this unique position of like trying to rediscover ourselves and our sound and uh, during the hiatus. And then, you know, finally just booked a session because I had a couple new tunes and, um, you know, that kind of put us in a position to, you know, start the percolating process. Yeah. And here we are, you know, the coffee's almost ready. Oh, yeah. smell, oh it shit. smells good from here. Yeah, it does. Coffee, coffee's smelling pretty good over here, too. Yeah, man. Strong you brew. Know, I, yeah, we'll see what happens, you know, but even if nothing happens, it's okay. You know, there's no that's really, really limiting expectations at this point, internally, externally. Um, you know, at the end of the day, there's this, there's this living, breathing thing that is cabinet out there in the universe. And you know, whether it's a, it's a steady relevant thing or not, it's, it's always going to exist to some degree. And that's why it's going to be, that's why it is and will continue to be successful is because of that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to comment on your attitude because it's, you know, when, when you are the person that's in charge of the booking and the back end and then, and then performing and selling your, all Mm -hmm. those things, when you're wearing all those hats, it can be really hard to maintain a positive attitude, but you're the person who needs to the most. So are there some like things that you do on a personal level that help you get to maintain or at least keep that fire lit? Hmm. I think it, it's just the natural balance of, you know, my passion for, uh, the arts and my passion for my family, you know, yeah. I think it's, you know, I, I, I juice up when I go home and I'm with my kids and my wife and it's, you know, some, some time off, like I, I get, I get all that juice and inspiration to take out here. And yeah. it gives me all the more drive to, to make it work out for everybody, you know, and even, you know, the, the mental side of, of this industry is really serious and, you know, we've struggled a lot with, um, you know, the expectational side of it. Like you're expected to get out there and pour your hearts out. You're expected to show up on time. You're expected to be there. All that thing, like, you know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm writing out itineraries and under everything, it says everything is tentative. <laughs> <laughs> you know, last year, last year we did a little run. We, we dubbed it the everything is tentative tour because, <laughs> you know, it's like, then you're not like angry when the dude doesn't show up at one o'clock right. he shows up at two. He's an hour late. It's like, that's cool. We kind of factored that into the program at this point, you know, and uh, we wow. just ride with it, man. And a lot of those tensions that happened, you know, when we were rolling with an agency and a manager and, and you know, nothing against it props, you know, Bill Orner, 
our, our old manager, he's managing Billy strings right now and they're just crushing it. And, uh, Pat may over at crossover touring. I mean, we had a really solid regiment going and that's kind of, you know, they helped us, uh, really be able to be in the position we're, we're in now. And especially with me, I, I learned through that process and watching them and Bill's, Bill's an old friend, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we vibe, you know, and we, we talked and conversated and we kind of started this thing together, this idea of, um, you know, growing something, uh, around the music and, and it just, in at, at some point, maybe after the cool river record, it just became too much, you know, with the families and the changes of the band and the mental side of, you know, who we were trying to, to be, right. uh, in the, in the light of like the industry, the game, you know, yeah. it's like all of a sudden we're this jam grass band and on all these festivals, but inside we really just wanted to play reggae music or punk rock or something <laughs> right. like, you know, so kind of like had this, you know, we, we were involved in this circuit, which we still are. And I'm grateful for, for all of that. Uh, but I, I, I don't want it to limit us at all Mm -hmm. you know there's no reason why you know we can't just all of a sudden one year turn into a reggae band why not why not go play some reggae fest one year you know Uh, it's not gonna hurt anything shit i I don't just get more eyes on it yeah and i wanted to ask you about that because i mean you're the ones doing the book and yourselves and that but i see you like build with a lot of jam band stuff is that is that because of your associations with bill and, and all that, or is that you doing that? Uh, well, we just always had a natural element of jamming. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that had to do with our lack of rehearsing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of like this option, like, okay, at the very least we can go out and jam. We have a vibe. We have a, a really, um, you know, contagious kind of dynamic with each other. It's very natural, you know, our ability to get on stage and just play as long as there's some sort of structure to a tune or whatever, somebody's got an idea. Some of the songs, you know, were hashed out live. Like I would, uh, ain't going to work tomorrow is a bluegrass song mm-hmm. that we do. And I remember just, we never rehearsed that tune ever. Um, I just started playing it one night on, on a tour and we built it. We evolved this tune and, uh, through live through live shows, just That's taking a risk, taking yeah, a chance, yeah. and it's turned into its own thing. And I, I can I honestly cannot think of one day, hour, minute that we sat down or like, let's do this tune, and let's run through these parts. It just happens, you I know. And a lot of a lot that. of the, a lot of that happens with us. Um, but you know, I think it's actually uh, our you know our lack of being able to be <laughs> you know the bands <laughs> that go out and really structure things, and and that's man, I would love to, to be able to do that. But, you know, we've been through, um, we've been through the, the, the ringer with that one. It's like, it almost has the reverse effect when we try to rehearse something and get it nice and tight. 90% of the time, it doesn't come out the way we'd rehearsed it, you know? So why not just do it live? That, you know, yeah, it, sounds, it, it, it sounds like you're artistic in the way you put together yeah, music. Yeah. Like, not necessarily like of course you're musical but like okay let's do this plus this finding the the backhanded way to 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 configure something and then put it out musically that's awesome i mean it sounds to me i I, one of my things that i love to do is collage you know cutting things out putting them together 
And it sounds a lot like that, you know, okay, let's play this song. Let's do this live. Let's add this. You know right. what? Now, now we figured out how to play it for the next three, four, five times, you know? Well, and also right. on the flip side of that, man, you're, you're also able to infuse the energy of the crowd into the life of the song itself. So yeah, and they've, they've always been a big part of, of, um, you know, that drive, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, it's almost like you're fighting for your life up there. You gotta, you gotta entertain them, you know? Yeah. And, uh, some, sometimes you just go out on a, on a whim, but at one point somebody, I think asked me in an interview, like, you know, what would you, you know, genre your, your band or whatever. And, you know, I think I said something along the lines of creative collective confusion. Like, like it was like creative confusion or something like, you know, it's like, you know, we're confused. We're a confused bunch of guys, man. And, but we're creative and we're, you know, we collect, uh, we collect our, our elements, man, and put them together and put them in the really cabinet. Try to, they put them in the cabinet, man. See what happens. <laughs> wow. So, hey, some of them stay in there, you know, some of them stay in there in the back and they get, you know, maybe, maybe some of them are, have expired dates on them. There's but, like, you know, there's, there's staples in the cabinet, yeah, right? And yeah, then you got pasta in there. You, got so, so, you know, hey. I'm, I'm looking, you know, I'm looking forward to the junk drawer too. Man. Yeah. You never know what's in the, <laughs> That's in the next the album drawer. name. <laughs> Maybe I like it. The junk cabinet, the junk drawer. <laughs> I <laughs> love side it. Side of it. Well, I like yeah. that you were saying, like doing reggae music. You're just digging in the back, and that Jamaican jerk spice out. Put a little of that on. And yeah, I was yeah, gonna say. I think you know it's really kind of uh, it's really interesting the the position that we're in now. But you know, like I said, man, we're not really trying to question it too much. We're just trying to sustain it. ourselves, keep ourselves happy keep our better halves happy, keep our home lives happy and, and keep each other, you know, mentally stable to be able to continue to do this thing. And there's, there's really no other way of, of jumpstarting it again, uh, unless we know for certain that, you know, we trust each other and, you know, we, we're going to take care of each other. So really the, the goal with us right now is to sustain our relationship, our brotherhood that we started 16 years ago. Uh, at the very least to be able to put some bread on the table, you know, and have a good time, well, you know, well, it's, it's, it's how, like your approach that you've got to this and everything is such something we've taken on in the last few years. We talk about it quite a bit with other people is, is the thing of going into something and trusting it and not having expectation. So many people in right. this world put, ex, you know, that you, you go to a show or you go in to be a performer, you have these unrealistic expectations and then you're just setting yourself up for like disappointment or agony. Sure. So, I mean, sure. it sounds like that's a lot like you guys do like, Hey man, we're just, we're going into this and we're giving it our all and it, yeah. and it's work. And anything that I get out of that is, is bonus. Yeah. That's the fruit. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, that is the fruit, man. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it takes us, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you, and but we're also in the position to back out if we need to at any time. You know, that's, that's beautiful, man. That's yeah. And you know we haven't even brought up. You're playing with your brother, right? JP's my cousin. Yeah. Oh, your cousin. Okay. All right. Yeah. So has that He's been my brother? A, He's my brother. Right. Has that been a thing since you guys were younger that you played together, or was that something you guys discovered when you were a little older? Uh. Well. You know, my decision to move to Pennsylvania from Cleveland was based around us starting a band Oh, in, in PA. And that I graduated high school and uh, had an apartment with some friends in Cleveland. 
East Cleveland. Shout out to Cleveland. Shout out Cleveland. Cleekly. And, uh, you know, I was playing guitar. Him and I started playing guitar probably around age 15 or so. So there I was a 19 year old kid, you know, knew I wasn't going to college. Had this creative kind of side of me that I wanted to explore and all of a sudden had freedom. So I called him up one night and said, hey, man, I'm going to pack up my minivan. You think we let's get together and like start a band or something, you know? And uh, and when I got to his house, he was playing mandolin. His mom got him a mandolin for Christmas. And she also bought it, bought him a banjo. She bought him a banjo and a mandolin for Christmas. And I show up at his house with my guitars and my keyboards and my djembe, my flute, my dog, you know. Hippie. And I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking like, I'm thinking, you know, we're going we're gonna to play guitars together. And here he was playing mandolin. And he's like, yeah, she got me this other thing, too. It's called a banjo. It's under my bed. I don't really like it. You should try it out. And I went under his bed and pulled out the banjo. And uh, he was playing with Mickey, our guitar player, who he went to high school with. And Mickey was playing acoustic guitar. So all of a sudden, we had an acoustic guitar, a banjo, and a mandolin. <laughs> the stars and, aligned. And he was learning. He actually was he had his mandolin tuned to open G okay, because the banjo is tuned to open G. So we were just, you know, we were just more interested in the tones that were coming out of these new instruments. I didn't even know. I don't even think I ever saw a banjo being played live. Bluegrass wasn't a thing for me leading up to it. But like I was saying previously, you know, these instruments kind of all of a sudden were in our lives. And from there, um, we started doing some open mics in Wilkes-Barre at the River Street Jazz Cafe. And we're underage, you know, we're 19 years old going out there. <laughs> we think we're the only guy, only people in the world playing acoustic guitar, mandolin, and banjo. We're like, this is great. Like, nobody's doing this, right? <laughs> 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 we're, we're so unique. Look at us. And then, you know, the guy who was running sound at the open mics, that was our bass player, Dylan. And he, he was a, you know, he had an upright bass and it was like, oh, that looks cool. That's aesthetically pleasing with, you know, the banjo and the mandolin. Oh and now we got this big bass. This is cool. And he's like, hey, I got a, a buddy of mine plays violin. You know, maybe we should go. And that's our violin player, Todd. Holy and uh, so then all of a sudden we had a bass, a banjo, a mandolin, a guitar and a fiddle. And then we're like, cool. Uh, nobody's you know, doing this. Somebody's <laughs> like, Hey, you know, you should go, you guys should go listen to like, uh, old in the way, you know, and check out this stuff. We're all, we're all great for dead fans right. growing up. And then all of a sudden it's like old in the way, Holy shit, this is cool. And this is kind of the same instrumentation that we're doing. And then kind of opened up that universe, that, that really wonderful world that is bluegrass music, you know? And for the first, you know, few years, we really approached that and dug into it and, and then all of a sudden, there's the the Valley famous, the local famous drummer, Jamie Novak, who is our drummer now, who at some point are like, hey, maybe we should incorporate this guy. Then all of a sudden, Cabinet's, you know, a five-piece bluegrass band with drums. And that's when the sound really started to develop. Uh, we realized we could do reggae songs. We realized we could... Um, you know, we could mosey, right? We could right. venture away from kind of the traditional sound that we were, you know, so newly getting into. Um, and uh, there it is, man. Cabinet was born, you Bro, know? I, I, when wow. Cabinet the movie mm -hmm. is made, 
I want to see that moment of you pulling the banjo out from under the bed and like a beam of light coming down. What is this thing? Got it. And then cut to you on stage tearing it up. Yeah. I, oh, man, it's cool. I really fell in love with that instrument. And, you know, the the world of bluegrass in general, like I was saying, is just such a wonderful community of, of people and, mm-hmm. and artists alone. And, uh, man, I, I really dug into it. But, it, you know, you guys, I'm sure you could relate. You know, you get a, you get on a tangent of some sort of genre or music and then, you know, you switch over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yep. But it comes back, right? You always revisit that record or that genre of, you know, for nostalgic reasons or whatever, for vibe. I like listening to bluegrass music when I'm working. I listened, I was a house painter for a lot of the beginning years of cabinet. And uh, the my boss would play bluegrass records. Okay, going. So I kind of, a lot of the tunes, yeah, a lot of the tunes that cabinet plays are ones that I was hearing while I was working, painting houses with uh, with this guy in PA. Yeah, I listen to it a lot when I run. Cause that shit will mm-hmm. keep you moving, man, for sure. Absolutely. So with all of the, you know, shows you have planned and stuff, do you guys have any plans to come out West up in the Pacific Northwest or West coast at all? Uh, you know, I have, I have some, some time in August blocked off for a potential Colorado thing. So right now um, I'm in the process of, I found this flip school bus. Somebody flipped this school bus into a tour bus and they're selling it. He actually might come to the show tonight. So we're really trying to like, we were a van and trailer band for so long and flying the band just terrifies all of us for, you know, several reasons. You know, we're in three different, four different States now. And I got Virginia, Maryland, uh, Pennsylvania, and I live in Vermont. And uh, so it's a logistics nightmare. It's not totally. impossible, but uh, you know, I'm new at this, man. I don't, I don't do logistics stuff. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, can I, can I book flights for everybody and make sure everybody's on time and and uh-huh. where they need to be. So it's like, we kind of like <clears throat> hoping to get the school bus cause we're all good at driving, you know? So at the very least, let's take a trip out West, you know, oh, yeah, that'd be so the flying fun. thing. So we'll see, man. I don't know. I'm trying to keep the stress levels down and it's, yeah. it's, you know, we're taking it, we're taking it nice and easy at the moment. And, uh, but yeah, there is a real desire to get, to get back out West, especially Colorado and maybe up in Oregon or something. Montana's got a good market for us potentially, That's where but it's not, it, you know, it's not on the, it's not on the, uh, Hey man, we're just trying to get through today. I yeah, guess. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Don't we're, give them more shit to think about no, on stage, no. babe. We're uh, we're up in Portland, Oregon. That's why I asked. So yeah. He's asking oh, selfishly. Yeah. You know, man, if you guys come through, let me know. Make sure that um at least you, know, you guys can have a place to stay. Yeah. You could totally stay with us. Yeah, we'd love to keep in line. I mean, um, I think your number was that your number, Apple, on the on the uh the email thread? That's me. That, that's Aaron. That's my Aaron. 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 Yeah, that's my number. So Apple, Apple, Aaron, and Mel. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, man. Stay yeah, I'll, in touch. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll totally, um, want to follow and see if I can dig up that, that demo of Silver Sun and send it that'd to be you. Awesome. That'd be awesome, man. We have had this thought too. Um, JP, you know, the, the Sugar House Sessions record is really a 50 50 split of JP's writing and my writing. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm pretty sure, undoubtedly, we have demos for all of those tunes. 
Um, so I'm thinking of just doing a, a quick digital release with just the demos, just for the fans to kind of get that same That's backstory a great idea. on some of this stuff. Yeah. And just, you know, no big production or anything, just put out a digital release of like where these things came from. So all lo-fi, some of them were iPhone recordings just sitting on a porch, you know. I love hearing that shit. Keller did his yeah, iPhone man. recording. Yeah. That whole whole album. Album. <laughs> yeah, I actually did. Uh, I did one of those with him um, throughout the pandemic. You know, John, John Kimmock and I started a record label in yeah. 2020. So and, that's uh, you that and was, John? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Astrology wow. Day. Okay. Astrology Day's records. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of like, you know, all of a sudden we had all this time to think about things and be inspired. And him and I always talked about wanting to jump into something like that and create a community for our friends and local artists and kind of the underdogs, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, try to generate some opportunity and the same kind of mentality, though, you know, no expectations. And I think actually in the letter that we send out to artists that um, are interested in getting on the label, it says, you know, just so you know, you can you can come and you can leave at any time too. you know, <laughs> if it's not, if it's okay. not for you. We're and, super easy you know, when it comes to that. It's like, yeah, I hope you're not expecting us to be like a traditional record label because it's, you know, not it's just happen. like it's more of like a collective or community, yeah. but it's based around, you know, musicians and, you know, especially the the under there's so many wonderful songwriters and, and underdogs out there that don't get sometimes don't get the light of day, man. They try and labels turn them down or they don't have the capability of making records mm-hmm. or paying for records or or touring or all that but there's still uh, there's a lot of a lot of unheard talent yeah, out there man. so we're kind of kind of focusing on that side of it like okay. um, that's that's dope and john when we talked to john we had immediate connection with him like him and i have stayed in touch ever since we met through the podcast and uh, when i saw you guys were on astrology days i was like oh okay i didn't know that you were the one that started it with him though so that that even makes even more sense so yeah it was cool and stuff started stuff started coming in and i reached out to keller throughout the pandemic it was like hey just send me some send me a uh some little jam you playing on the back porch because i was getting into you know engineering i had a little studio space in burlington at that time and it was before my fourth child was born. So I had like these moments of like, okay, I can go to the studio and mess around for a little bit. And uh, we actually, I'll send you that. You can probably find it's KWK, KWKZ. So I have this, this other side of me, which is King Zeke, which is all just experimental music and me messing around in my studio essentially. But Keller okay. sent me one of his phone recordings and I just added a bunch of stuff to it. It was really interesting piece of music came out. It's like, you know, look at us just using technology to create with each other, you know? Yeah. It, that's one of the coolest things about living in 2022 is that like in order to make music, you guys don't have to be in a traditional studio space. You can, or even in the same room, be in different countries on different parts of the planet even, and still make it happen. And that, I think that's opened things up to, you know, it's limitless now what you guys can. It really is. It really is. And it's kind of driving where, where we're at the way that I'm thinking of it, where it's, you know, it could very well, you know, you know, it's like, you know, maybe we're writing our own book without knowing it and and our approach, you know, and it's like, instead of trying to do it the way that it's been done, let's try some unconventional avenues and see if they work. You know, we're, we're in this position to be experimental with what we're, 
you know, putting out there. You know, I hired, I, I booked a magician for this show last night. <laughs> I, like, for, first time in my life. Well, because it's April 1st, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was April Fool's Day. So I'm like, well, would be cool, like some entertainment for, because they got a nice big lobby at, at the Sherman Theater here. And uh, I was like, man, let's see if I can find a magician. All of a sudden, I'm in this world of booking magicians and I'm getting all these offers from magicians who are trying to get kids. <laughs> and I got this guy and... Uh, Marco of Magic was his name, and he came out and just did some strolling magic um, before we played for the people in the lobby, drinking beer, whatever, sitting at the merch table. And I was like, "That's that's like the kind of stuff I want to get into." Is like, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a show where there was just some sleight of hand magic happening nope. before you go to the show. Not a like, music show. Not a, not not a, a music, music show. Right, yeah. right. Like to try to you know explore some of those. More entertainment, keep it fun. Yeah, more entertainment for our our people. That's what I was talking about. Um, how much like earlier when I was asking about like say percentages of performance, right? Like performance versus music that counts. You're switching it up. You're changing it up so that maybe it's not on stage with you, but it's part of the experience. It's part of the entire performance that you're gonna go see and. Who doesn't want some fun ass shit? Like I'm going hey, to see a concert. What this guy freaking was doing magic all night. Like that's. You know, I, I got another one too for tonight. You know, my merch guy's not too happy about this, but this is the <laughs> this is the new this is the newest one. So, was there ever a time? And I'll ask you that you went to buy some merch from one of your favorite bands, and there was a free box at the end of the merch table. No, never, never, ever. Right. There will be tonight at the Cavern Show at the Sherman Theater. Come on out. Oh, There's going to be a free box. <laughs> and mystery it, box? Turn into, yeah, free box, right? So it's all kind of like, you know, I, I screen print some of, some of the shirts and like there's some duds and just throwing <laughs> koozies in there and some pins. It's like, hey, everybody, you can only pick one thing, but there's a big box of free, free merch. Dude. You know? It's like free it up, man. Why not? Yeah. it, it Doing stuff like that is genius, dude. And, yeah, and, it makes going to a show more of an experience, more interactive, and it's and yeah. it's something that you remember. Like, remember that time we went and that guy was pulling cards out of out of you know your beer or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. How far can that go? I'm interested in that as opposed to how far can we push the music side of it or you know all that. Like, how far can we make you know how far can we take the experience of what we're doing and then just the music, the live show experience on top is just icing on the cake well, you know i know that i know we're all in man so I'm in. when whenever you guys come out here you please let me know and stay in touch with us man anytime you got something to promote you got a home wonderful i appreciate that man it's a it's an absolute pleasure to meet you pappy absolutely yeah. Yeah. and i, I all like, through this likewise. I, I just had to throw a one last one of my favorite tracks man i've been because i've seen many uh performances heavy rain that, that that track really hits me and you guys right. really seem to extend and jam on that one and and thank you for being part of our uh, the soundtrack to our life man oh well hey it's it really is it really is our pleasure man we do it for love you know we do it for love yeah. and that's it yeah you can tell it, it comes through in volume <laughs> right on pappy go go handle your business with your girl man yeah appreciate you guys man good luck yeah, with everything thank and you and have fun tonight yeah give all the yeah. guys our love man get out there and kill it will do will right. do thank you so much talk to you soon pap ciao all right wow that is one soulful sweethearted brother right there yep. yeah pappy from cabinet everybody yay let's, let's hear it for him Woo, pappy! Yay, pappy. 
everybody out there remember to follow cabinet on on all the places that you follow them and you know listen to their music and tell your friends about them and go to their shows and buy their merch and buy concert tickets and support them because they're putting great stuff out into the universe and you know what we want to support each other when we're taking our passion creativity time and talent and we're pouring it into something that we love and putting something beautiful out into the world it feels really good to be supported by the people that you love it's true and you don't have to support everything but if you're digging it support it yeah you could whittle it down to just cabinet and no simple road and we'll be fine with that (laughs) (laughs) and all those things aaron said to do you can go over to cabinetmusic.com find out where they're coming to play see all their merch all those things yeah it's right there and right like your I said, fingertips. when you see them post that they were on no simple road why don't you guys show up in the comments there and and let get, them get know that, that engagement yeah no simple road family has has spoken and whatnot boom so hey what's happening everybody we're back hey. with another week of us in, in in the studio talking to you guys and it's been a hell of a couple of weeks you know it's it's weird like um we did the three-part episode of skull and roses yes and it took us out of our rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And last week was the first episode back, but it wasn't really the first episode back because we waited a week after we recorded the intro for that to put it out. Yeah. So the timeline gets yeah. confusing. And everything is moving so fast. Quickly. Right now. And speed of light. It is nuts, man. <laughs> When you say everything, babe, what do you mean by, like, what are the things that you're thinking about by saying that? Just a simple day, right, is like the blink of an eye. And I'll think, like, I'll look at our calendar and I'll be like, oh, that's two weeks away. And then the next day it's here. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? We were just sitting here talking about going to Skull and Roses, it seems like, a couple weeks ago. And that's already come and gone. We've done a three-parter. On our belt. Podcast. I mean, and we always joke about it, but here we are entering June and the holidays are right around the corner. (laughs) Oh my God. Before we know it, it's we always joke about that. And then when it gets to be, you know, like summertime, it's like, oh, the holidays are right around the corner. October is four months away. Yeah. And we're already That means Jasper's going to be in five months. He's going to be four. Mm -hmm. That's the cutest age I've ever seen him at. That's the first time you've seen him. Wait, I was going to say, yeah, you haven't seen him at that age. You just already know. uh, You already know he's going to be the cutest at that age. Absolutely. But everything is really like, it it seems like the space-time continuum has been accelerated. Like, we are in some alternate timeline where an an hour is not an hour Mm -hmm. in reality. And and I know that, like, I'm going to get weird and heady with all of you, but I know that time is like a construct of the human mind and it doesn't <laughs> let me really just exist. Let it, can I just but, do a little tag right here? Yeah. Um, if y'all interested in that, listen to Zach Bush on Aud- Aubrey Marcus podcast. It was an excellent, excellent interview. Was it about time? Yes. Oh, it was about time. Okay. And I, I, if, I implore you leaders in the psychedelic yes, I world. I implore you to listen to that one, babe. <laughs> you'll, you'll really like it. But yeah, the whole time thing is, is a, it's our, our invention to keep track of shit and okay i get it but i just remember being a kid and like summer vacation would start and it would be 
an eternity. Like you would have a friend that would go out of, out of town for summer and it would be gone forever. Mm-hmm. And they were gone for like three weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like the school year. Think about that. It was nine months. Nine months is like now. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a, a phenomenon of aging mm-hmm. because I've heard that I've heard other people say that time goes faster as you get older because there's less in front of you than behind you. But that, that I still don't understand why that, why it's, well, I guess that's the whole, why like, that would make it downhill trucking downhill. You know what I mean? Time. Yeah. You're going okay. faster what? towards the, whatever. I yeah. think as getting mall. older, it does <laughs> seem like time goes faster and older people say it goes even faster as you get older. When you're young, you don't understand time as much. Your time's not all booked up. Like your time's not already spent. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were talking about that the other day. Our time's right. It's like, oh, what are you doing? What about September 8th? Oh, we already oh, have I that time. That, that already. time's already booked. That's true. I was listening to George Carlin the other night, the documentary on him. And he does a bit on that about we put a time stamp on our, there's bedtime, nap time, breakfast lunchtime. time, lunchtime, summertime, springtime. Everything's <laughs> got a time. We put time on everything. Mm. Wow. It's time to go. It's time to hurry. <laughs> it's time to Don't, leave. Yeah. It's time to go to bed. It's I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late for a very important yeah, date. It's 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 a trip. And wow. I wonder if everybody feels it. Like, well, we just said kids don't really feel it. Have you ever asked? How would they know? Has a five-year-old. So do you think time has gotten yeah, like, you like, further? Like, well, maybe that's why it seems to go faster as you get older, because there's more experience. Well, you, you know what it means. You, you know yeah. what time means. If you don't know what that means, you're, it's, you're not under the law of it. Yeah, as you get older, you're just too, aging you're ti- at a. No- you don't even know what pace just, it is now. You're not planning things yes. as a kid. You're not plan. You know, your time's not all taken up. Ask Jasper if he thinks that time is faster now than when he was like. <laughs> he probably look one. at you and go be like, "Is it snack time?" <laughs> he's, like, he's already putting time okay. on shit. See, well, I mean, he does know when he was a baby, though. Yeah, he does. Yeah, back when he listened to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> he's not into Zeppelin anymore. No, so uh, he no, baby. he listened to that when he was a baby. He that likes, was the cutest he thing. He likes here. Flume now, all right? <laughs> he had, like, <laughs> attitude, too. He's like, I listened to that when I was a baby. That's fucking funny. Oh, my gosh. But we're... Um, I, I agree with you, by the way. I just want to... I'm just filling to, it out more. Yeah, like, exactly. No, it's fine. Fleshing it out. It's fine. I, But it's nice to be back to some semblance of our Normalcy. routine and we talked about it in the last outro but doing the live streams is so much fucking fun yeah i'm really looking forward to this weekend with toby and davy like i think that that was the most fun i've had podcasting i would agree the most fun i would agree like i, I didn't want to get off mm-hmm. it was late i was tired i was high I was sleepy and I still didn't want to get off with them. Yep. And we did. And we kept going yep. and going <laughs> and going. It also kind of seemed like we were punished and had to stay in the room <laughs> because like we couldn't leave, you know, we're like live streaming. You can't just get off the camera. But like it was such a great time. They're so funny and they are very insightful. And because they listen to the show, it 
it's just like a good exchange. Like we had such a great exchange between the five of us. And we created the most badass group of superheroes who could ever come up <laughs> badass? and get us. I don't know about the badass. The wordsmith, a pervert, <laughs> a dude that sells weed. <laughs> yeah. The wordsmith, a pervert, an invisible guy, yeah. a drug dealer. And somebody who could turn into whatever you needed. <laughs> It's the fucking burnout gang. That's what that is. Huh, don't call them. Uh-uh. What happened to the burnout gang? They never showed up. Um, they said they were coming. They said they were coming, yeah. So, yeah, the live stream thing has been a blast. And yeah, this Saturday, um, it'll be the 5th, I think, is Saturday. Uh, no, Saturday. the 4th. The 4th. Sunday's the 5th. That Saturday's the 4th. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm looking right now. Yeah, look it up, Mel. June. I already know. Yeah, the 4th. Saturday the 4th, Sunday the 5th. Okay. Saturday the 4th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. No Simple Road and Toby and Davey are going to do a live stream. It will be on the Osiris Media YouTube, the No Simple Road YouTube, and um, the Osiris Media Facebook Live. So We didn't move it to one? No. Oh, okay. You're going to try it again? It's at 2 o'clock. Oh, okay. Or did you get it? To go on there. What are you guys talking about? I'm talking Just about the live. stop. Sorry. It's at two o'clock on <laughs> okay. Saturday. Okay. We'll talk okay. about two the business side of it later. <laughs> We're not doing a fucking podcast, all right? <laughs> Jesus. We just want to involve everybody in everything. <laughs> Every little decision you <laughs> need to know about. Fuck, man. Hey, everybody. Just a, a tad little glipse into glimpse my world. world. Well, okay. Welcome oh to, my to my thing. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's seven days a week, 365 oh. days a year. Yeah. But you know what? It would be really lame if I was sitting here by myself. So I appreciate it. That's yeah. It? Just because it would be lame if you didn't have us? <laughs> that's the only reason. That's it. You know, it would be lame. If he did it by himself, we'd never see him. Boring. Oh, my God. We'd never see him. He'd be like, he'd be a hermit. We, talk, we actually like, talked about did, that today. We actually. did bring that up today. I could just see it now, too. It'd be like, Aaron, he'd be like, busy. I'm doing my podcast. Mel, Mel was like, if I wasn't involved in the podcast, I don't know if we'd still be together. Yeah. If, 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 I don't if, think, yeah. if you were doing this hard of a grind. No way. Be bye, like, babe. I'm going to Northwest String Summit. Like, bye, babe. That. I'm headed to the yeah, beach. Bye, babe. be like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> but just keep on going, babe. <laughs> yeah, not happening. But keep on keeping on. Uh, you know what? The message got lost in the sauce there. Live stream, Saturday, 2 o'clock Pacific time with Toby and Davey. Okay. Woo. Mel, you want to tell them a little bit about what's going on with Toby and Davey? You want to? Should we fill them in? Should we? Yeah, I think we should. Well, so that, okay. So, so that the No Simple Road family is informed when we do the intervention. Okay, so Toby and Davey, I listened to their, was that their recent one or was it a couple? You got a crumb on your lip. I can't take you serious. Don't take me serious. <laughs> All right, go ahead. That is. Oh, kind of, oh, I, you got to keep talking. There's people listening. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dealing with that crumb. <laughs> So you should check it out. <laughs> um, Toby and Davey's recent episode was about them being super freaking stressed because they are on their grind, working hard AF to make something of themselves, to make a name. Not only that, but they love what they do. They Toby's constantly making music. Davey's um, teaching lessons. They're releasing shit like five to six days a week. Like the only like legit day off they have is Sunday and Toby started getting some like 
muscle like it tightness. Had a, he had a fucking panic. Attack. He had a panic attack, but it was also manifesting physically in the sense that it was like literally afflicting him when he was trying to do like work, like he was trying to work on his piano. And he, when he went to bring his arm up, his muscle like stopped him from lifting his arm. So he was like, this is freaking me out. So he went outside and he like chilled out and was like, okay, I'm looking at the birds. I'm like hanging out outside. And he started to feel better. So he started to realize like, oh shit, if I'm feeling better and I'm like trying to make myself like, he was like focusing on like breathing and kind of paying attention to what was going on around him. He's like, if that's happening, then clearly I'm creating this feeling in myself. So he said he had to, you know, he stood a couple hours outside, hung out, went back inside, went to go back to his office, his studio to try to do some work. And it started to happen again. And he's like, what the fuck? And he was like, I I realized that I was getting anxiety and like getting fucking like physical problems because even just going near the room or thinking that I had to work. And so his whole thought and his whole point was he's so busy on his grind that he is not doing literally any self-care. And it's not like he's treating himself bad, but he's not caring for himself. He's working all the time. And for him, he used to be a day laborer. And so, of course, that's physical. And that was hard after a while. But so he's like, I want to do something creative. I want to do something with my mind, blah, blah, blah. Well, then he starts doing that and it's fucking him up because he's not taking any breaks. And he's like, well, if I'm just sitting out here outside, I could be writing lyrics. Oh, my God. And so he won't every ounce of his time. He's like, I can't just be smoking a cigarette. I got to be fucking making a beat. I got like every little thing is he can't have any spare time, basically. And so. I saw I saw this like first of all let me back up a second the Toby and Davy YouTube channel is one of my favorite pastimes if you guys aren't hip to Toby and Davy please go check them They're out great. on YouTube it's fucking hilarious and awesome they remind me of me and Apple if me and Apple had had YouTube in the 90s <laughs> or 80s like if just I'll just say that anyway um so I saw this episode that they did or the, the stream that they did and um we had already scheduled to do a live stream with them yeah it was already and, in the works and mel and i were like oh hell we're gonna they're getting a therapy well session. aaron was like mel i want you to listen to this before the you know before we do the um live stream this weekend and i was like okay so i went on a walk today it was like an hour-long walk and i just had that podcast on and i'm listening to it and i'm like Oh, hell no. They, no. Well, this is also everything that I do. Exactly. It was parallel. It was parallel. And again, this is, this subject that we're talking about and Toby and Davey, this is why I left my job and decided to work from home and make it possible no matter what to be around and to help Aaron because fuck that like you threw your back out and you know all of that shit was going on and then all the behind the scenes stuff that we are doing with no simple disruption and with this show and all the like technical stuff I just saw what was going down and I didn't see any 
Ain't nothing good going down. Nothing good was going to happen, and there was no one going to come to save us except for us. <laughs> and so I, that's, that was my So I, t- I told my Mel side. to listen to that, and I, I said, we're gonna, we're, we'll have a therapy session with them on the live stream on Saturday. And uh, I, I texted Davey, and I was like, hey, just be ready. You guys are getting a therapy session this weekend. He's, he texted me back. He's like, bro, you're not supposed to tell somebody when you're going to give them an intervention. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Well, you know. I was like, it's for me shit, too. Dad, shit's fucking stressful. Fucking. What do you mean? I like, I really, like that whole thing. I don't, I mean, that, that's a common thread with a lot of people being stretched and burned out. And I mean, I know I'm there with shit. I mean, because I feel bad, like what you're just talking about. All the things that are happening, I'm barely a part of because I'm working a job that stresses me the fuck out. The I, you know, it's tough when you're pulled in many directions and when you're pulled in opposite directions by different things. Yeah, it gets to be a lot, and you do got to step away, fuck, step into nature, or whatever. You got to have time for self care, and it can go by very quickly without it, and you end up with chest pains, panic attacks, and mm-hmm. fucking ailments and it's dangerous. It, Your body it will fucking revolt. It yeah. really will revolt. Like, no matter what, like, okay, fucking keep it, drinking that soda pop every day, every single day, every day, every day. That's fine. And until it's not fine. And that's with anything in excess or anything that's not good for, Why for are you us. Why on soda pop? I don't know. I just thought what of it. What did it do to you? It, it gave me good years. I <laughs> <laughs> like just pull out soda pop. Rude, man. Soda pop's I just over there chilling. It being is cool just chilling. I, it didn't do anything yeah. to me. Look. Hey, man. So I'm just soda saying. Soda got kicked out of this house a long time ago. It, it touched, it affected me and it, it made me like really truly want to help because they're doing something very noble by doing what they want for a living even if they are having a hard time paying their bills or not they're doing what they want to do they're not and 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 they're fucking working hard and they're good at it they're great at it they're working hard they're doing what they want to do and they're bffs and they're like working their like their gig and then they have a relationship to maintain too yeah they're both married well no i'm talking about their relationship oh. Yes, they are both married, so that also. Oh, that too. But what <laughs> I was that also secondary I was, to I was well no, because I'm just talking about their relationship because if they're not getting along, then their work balance, their work is it's awful. It's not gonna come yeah. out good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's you not know, gonna come out good. Yeah, yeah they're, well, me and Apple are beefing this show sucks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Well, but, likewise, you two argue. Yeah, all the of time. course. God, That's Constant worse, bickering. I think, or it's just as bad. And then Darwin. <laughs> Always we won't even talk about that. No. Oh, no. That it, it's just, you know, you know what? It's not just Toby and Davey. It's anybody who's having problems. It sucks to hear well, that. And well, that's why it sounds like this will be very important for people to ever be able to get a lot out of this. I'm looking forward to this. Here's the other thing is that, like, we just so happen to be in the same industry. Yeah. Like, we are, I'm going to say the word, content, content creators. creators. We are Dude, content dang. creators. But, yeah, we are all content creators, and we're living our lives basically in front of other people all the time. And, said that today. and not to mention you can't okay how do i say this you can go on and talk about your shit right but you and i don't get 
on the podcast and have a fight. No. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. don't, that's not w- what it's about. No. And so you can't just do this and be funky. Do you no. get what I mean? You, oh yeah. You have to, it doing this particular thing forces us to get our shit together every time we sit down to do it, yes. whether no matter what's going on or it's not going to happen plain and simple. And it's like, maybe that's why time is going fast because it makes you have to fast forward everything. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you're, if you're beefing with each other or you're whatever, when you come in here to sit down, you have to have worked that out yeah. or at least, um, acknowledged uh, it and put it on pause for later agreed that okay <laughs> you know what we're gonna talk about that shit later like well the, the three of us are always very good we're good at arguing and so we, we there's no yelling or name calling or anything you two would be the most boring husband wife fights ever you guys get like terse with each other <laughs> and go to other room that's how we all when we have beef it's like it's like eh, like a little bit of stink and they like, there's no yelling name call you know it's not fighting i like to and say it's like out. fighting 4.0 <laughs> <laughs> it's like Can updated fighting that, please well because we still get annoyed with each other but like there's no need to call you stupid names or like do anything except for give you mild shade for a short amount no of time shade. <laughs> well we, we all pretty much stick to the no dick rule so yeah. it's pretty easy to do it it's like your don't be little dick, annoyances yeah. or this or that or we notice something but it's Nothing bad i mean you all know out there like <clears throat> the origin story of no simple road and like you've heard me say a million times like none of this was planned and so this thing that we're doing that we just happen to find ourselves doing that we like, Oh shit, we're doing this thing now and we like it. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. We like it. And, and then now we're making new stuff up to do. Yeah. Like I, I've thought about that thought today. Like what? Okay. So we started this thing and now we're doing something else because this made us do it. This being the podcast. Okay. Okay. All right. Like I'm, I'm there. It's making us do more things for it. And it's making us grow it. Like yeah. it's forcing us to like a little kid is like, I don't, these shoes don't fit. If we're walking outside, you're gonna have to buy me new shoes. Well, And, and that is the, uh, the discomfort I think that I'm feeling right now in, in like, the way that the schedule is packed and my days are so full of calls and emails and all the stuff that it takes to administrate what we're doing and Mm -hmm. the back end shit. That's the, like the part when you're a kid and your shoes don't fit anymore because your foot is growing and you've got to tell your mom that you need to go get new shoes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's growing pains. Yeah. And, the stuff that I was doing six months ago, I would, was never doing two years ago. Mm, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, and that stuff is easy now. Yes. And this stuff will be easy 
yes. in the future. It's growing pains. It's yeah. it's the expansion of the creation. Well, yeah, because once you get the one or two new pair of shoes, you get to chill for a while. Yeah. They don't grow immediately. Mm-mm. So same thing with the show I found. like Unless you're the Hulk. There's a lot to like learn right now immediately, but it's not once we learn these skills, there'll probably be new skills for us to learn, but at least we'll have this under our belt. Well, and that was the, that was the thing I was telling you. I think it was either today or yesterday about the live streaming. It's like, I feel like with the live streams, it's the same. It feels the same as when we very first started no simple road. And like the first three episodes were just us three, like hanging out and doing whatever, you know what I mean? Like telling our story and stuff. And it wasn't what it, was going to be yet yeah it it was just the beginning of it it hadn't like it's fresh it's gelatinous you know what it reminds me of that movie with tony danza back in the day with his daughter like she like hits puberty and she's like this gorgeous blonde with like new like she's out of control that's the name of the movie Uh, okay yeah she's out of control like she comes down the stairs on her 16th birthday wearing like you know, tall socks and like a short skirt and her hair's all like half up, half down and cute. But like, she's a grown ass woman and she's got <clears throat> boobs now and she's wearing makeup and, and like. Tony Dan's <laughs> is looking like, oh <laughs> shit. Okay. How, can bring bring it, bring it home, babe, because I'm lost. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> We're Repeat. talking about the show. We're talking about it being fresh and, and, and growing into grow, something, growing pains, and yeah. well, the show, <laughs> <laughs> I guess the show's a beautiful teenager. Oh, I don't wow, know. Man. Yeah, right on, I didn't even do nothing. You <laughs> just told the whole story that meant nothing. <laughs> Tony Danza came <laughs> to in I, I just love that Tony did. Danza I made did. an appearance. I'm sorry, everybody, for Home jumping on my brain Tony train. Danza. Hey, hey, if anybody out there followed that line of logic. Please write no simple road at gmail.com. Fill me in Gosh, on what the fuck just look. happened. Congratulations. I appreciate that whole bunch. Look, it it isn't it isn't what it is. It is what it is right now. Mm-hmm. It isn't what it's gonna be. <laughs> you know? I guess that's where it was. Like it's not what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah never mind got it i'll leave that we're gonna leave it alone. i'm gonna leave it alone i i hope you all enjoyed that me too because i did sorry <laughs> it's just weird to be in that position of having something brand new again and like this this thing that we're doing now we know it we know how to do this do you know what i'm saying like you i mean, don't you as far as like the as podcast the part, podcast part yeah. of no simple road like we know how to sit down and do an interview now. Yes. We've done almost 300 of them. Like, dang, that's, that's a lot of interviewing. So we know how to do that. Like, I know how to edit the show and put it together and get mm-hmm. it out. I know how to do that. Like, I could do that in my sleep almost at this point. And I have done that in my sleep. But this whole thing of, like, moving into video and going into the live stream world and, and bringing all of you guys that are listening with us yeah that's the trick yeah that's that's the trick like Mm -hmm. we've got to make you guys feel like you want to come along with us because look here's the thing 
We can live stream all day, every Saturday for the rest of our lives. If none of you watch, who gives a fuck? If none of you watch, I'm not doing it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, who gives a <laughs> shit if nobody's watching? Sorry, like, it's it, the same thing as the podcast. Like, it's all about you guys and interacting with you. I think that's the coolest part yeah, for of sure. doing the live stuff is that you guys can interact with us while we're doing it. It's like us being doing this, but you can sit in on the conversation with yeah. us. Yeah. And it was super fun this week bringing back weed reviews. I, it was I, I fun. Felt that that whole thing Saturday, and I feel me and Mel crushed the weed review thing too. Hell yeah. That was so fun. That was fun, Apple. I like, I guess I just like spending time with you guys, and it's fun to Aww. have everybody be able to do that too. Yeah. Well, if like, even if we didn't, it, it, we'd still be doing what we do. We'd be sitting at the dining room table and I'd be bringing home stuff and talking all about weed and we'd be doing the same thing, yeah. going to Singing shows and, and going to festivals. Shows, yeah. and, but it's better when you get to share it with a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much happening. Like it feels good. I was thinking about this today, like during, during COVID and all that stuff, like it COVID's was still here. It was but we're not locked down. Yeah. And I'm not stuck in the house by myself. No. And it's, so that's what I'm talking about. During that, like, there was no end in sight. There was no horizon. Like, I didn't know when we were going to be doing anything or if we were going to be doing anything again. And now that like everything is kind of turned back on and we're, we're moving like, the expansion of ideas that are in my head are moving and like I can feel it all like pushing outward and I don't know if it's a a result of sitting for two years with my own thoughts and you know dreaming yeah but it fucking feels good man to see to look open up our calendar and see the peach on there yeah. And Northwest I'm String Summit. And so excited about both of those. I mean, all of them, every single one of them. Dude, that. And I listened back and we didn't really mention um, Beltane too much. We didn't really talk about it. I, I listened to the intro and the outro. We mentioned it, but that was a big deal for, for us. Yeah. Because yeah. from the year that we got here, we could, kept hearing about Beltane. Like you guys would love Beltane. Kind of same thing with the Oregon Country Fair. Mm-hmm. Those two um, festivals were like the must do. Um, living in Oregon and to be able to get to do the Beltane, not just as attendees, but you know they invited us there. And unfortunately, because of the craziness of the weather and well, let, all let, that, we didn't get to what. I'm I'm fine with talking about what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's what I'm, I'm fine I'm, with. Br- like, I'm bringing it up. Okay. Yeah. But I was going to say, unfortunately, because of the weather and all the crazy personal shit that was going on with you and Apple, we didn't really get to do as much as we wanted to with the festival. We wanted to have some interviews. We wanted to like walk around and talk to, you know, people that were there and it just, it wasn't, wasn't av- possible. Yeah. It wasn't available to us to do that. It's and the, that's what rolling with the punches is, you know? I, I actually just got a text from Chris today. Oh, yeah? First time we've communicated since then. <clears throat> and he was just saying how glad he was that we got to go out there and that he misses us. 
And I texted him back and I was like, look, dude, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Like Beltane. Yeah. Literally. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. Like going out there, I was broken. My back was fucking busted. Yeah. It was hard for me to stand up. It was hard for me to think. It was hard for me to walk. Yeah. And, and we had promised them that we were going to do interviews and like cover the festival, festival. document the festival. And I physically couldn't do it. And I felt like shit, like, like guilty for, for feeling broken. Yeah. And being out there. And then on top of it, the weather, like it torrentially downpoured on us. And like the weather really felt, as another personality in the entire, uh, like the story of <laughs> Beltane, it felt like we were, de- we were dealing. It was like, um, whatever mood we were in and however we were feeling, it felt like the weather was narrating that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll it, read it was you. a salty. <laughs> I'll read <laughs> no. you the the. Rest- I, I still don't know how to process. I still haven't filed that. I don't know how to file that experience. Mm-mm. That the, like like. There's not closure to that. Like, no, because like, okay, we, no, we really haven't it talked was, about it, it, it either. It was crazy. And it sucked having to leave early. I'll, uh, I'll read you what I wrote back to Chris. I said, man, I know. That was the hardest time I've ever had at a festival. My back was out. I could barely think the pain was so bad. It was hard to even stand up. It felt like shit because we weren't able to do everything we wanted to do for you guys. But what all you have out there is pure magic. It's incredible, brother. And the people were amazing. We need to hang out sometime soon. And that's what's amazing. That's what we did get to see is what they created, what that land is, what the people are that go to that smaller festival that makes it so, so family oriented. It was amazing. Those grounds are amazing. The, just everything about it is amazing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my dad always said like, as an adult, as a man, you know, when you grow up, the only thing you have that's worth it, worth anything is your word. Yeah. And you always keep your word. And, and that was what kept going through my head that, that time while we were there, like all I wanted to do, I wanted to go to the hospital. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally. And I just kept thinking, but I fucking, I gave these people my word. I have to do this. I have to like figure this out. And I, I, guess I learned a lesson is that like sometimes it's out of your fucking control. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes it doesn't have to do with your word. It's, it's circumstance. Well, that's exactly it. Like say you would have gotten into a car accident and we never showed up. That has nothing to do with your word. That was something that was beyond your control and getting sick, have your back thrown out a car accident, you know, whatever those things are kind of beyond your control, but it doesn't take away the feeling of like Letting sadness or guilt or, you know, bummed out or whatever the, the feeling is. Cause I was disappointed too. I was so disappointed and so sad that we didn't get to participate as fully as we one promised, but two wanted. And it was, a bummer. It was a real bummer for me. I I walked, I, I mean, I went as excited and 
so jazzed as I possibly could, especially during the, with the circumstances, and then to just not be able to f- fulfill everything, even if it was just personally, like, yeah, it was a bummer. And it, it well, was so beautiful. It was so like, it was magical. And mm-hmm. like the, when that prayer that happened, oh, that-, that was, I stood with a woman who I forgot her name already, but like, she was incredible. And I wish to God that we, I, she had got my number, but I didn't get hers. And I, I wish to God I would have got hers because I would have definitely called her by now. She was an angel. And we stood there. I barely knew her hand in hand the entire time during that prayer. So I've had some like really magical moments. And so it was amazing The the festival was amazing, but just like I said, um, because of everything that went down, I was a little bummed myself. Yeah. And it, and it was tight. I got to go. I mean, hats off to all them. Cause the thing I think we all realized, and I really realized being up here six years, it was like, I'm an Oregonian and realized what that really means by being around those people that have lived up here their whole lives. And they, they understood and were very gracious about us having to, you know, not do what we were, were meant to do because they were having a hard time making everything work, but they made it work. They, yeah, they were they all out there. I mean, they, we're talking torrential downpour. They had what seven camps washed away. Half their campgrounds were flooded out. They're out. They're having to figure out other places for people to camp and they pulled it off. And yeah. with style. And, yeah. yeah, absolutely. They're, with style. They're, I mean, they, they are, they, they can make it work. No matter what, they showed it there. And it was sad to me not to be there to see it all happen. But same thing. I was sick. I had to go or I was going to be sicker. And you can't break yourself because then you're no good. Yep. Yep. It was a weird weekend, man. It was, it's a trip to have something like that happen. And, you know, in the, in the lifespan of no simple road, we've never had anything like that go down. When we show up somewhere, we're fucking on and we do our thing. Yeah, no, when we show up, we show up. Um, and you know what? We're we're human. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. Things change. Like all of that stuff. And the thing is, is that I, when I look back at it, I just remember all the rad shit. Like I remember seeing Chris's face light up when he saw us, and then seeing it when he was like, had to deal with a bunch of shit and being able to give him a hug through it, and yeah. like, you know. Audrey, she likes having some issues with her hand and still like killed it and like did this, the, um, the kids craft class and like everybody just like chipped in and did what they could. Jason put the wood planks though that we could walk. And honestly, like if he didn't put that, it would have been a, oh, that was boot. That was mud that takes your boots off. Yes. So like everybody came through and that's if that festival taught me anything it was it taught me that like Oregon mm-hmm. or Oregonians are can do people and and that this family this Oregon musical community family is badass yeah that Beltane yeah. family yeah, wow man. those those well yeah. we're part of it yeah you yes. know but those those people are hardcore amazing <laughs> human beings Tough that really nails. put together something special man and, and that honey dome tent i just forgot how beautiful it was seeing it again at night all lit up when sponge was performing and like it was so gorgeous like hats off to them yeah man 
you know, hats off to the entire Beltane crew. And yeah, thanks for having us out, you guys, and thanks for understanding. And um, it means a lot. And hopefully next year we can we can do you justice, you know, the right way, and uh, make something special happen out there because that's a magical, magical grounds, and you are <laughs> magical people, and you deserve it. So yeah, yeah, and we'll see them. It's yeah, not like yeah, the well, last, yeah. we we live here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I just feel like we didn't really, you know, mention it too like extensively. We mentioned we went, we mentioned it was fun, whatever, but like Well, I was still know. kind of processing that whole I bet trip. I get yeah, yeah. It yeah. was Yeah, that like I said, that's still there's no place in the filing cabinet for that. That was when and I was afraid Saturday morning. I thought you guys which just goes to show what your mind can do. I, I thought you two were gonna be mad at me. When I, when I got up that morning, cause my, my tent and my fall was not prepared. Didn't have a cover for my tent. Everything that happened to me, I'm realizing was my fault. I was not prepared. I had no dry clothes after one night. My tent had water all in it. My blankets were wet. Like everything was wet. And I came to you guys like in tears Saturday morning. I was like, I'm done, man. I got to go home. I can't, I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you guys to be like, well, fine, whatever. Well, just be a dick. Like that's what was going through my mind. I was like so broken that morning. <laughs> it's like right on, dude. I'll see you later, man. Yeah, you and then you agree. Tent? And Mel looked was looking at both of us like you guys. You guys are are not well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to do what's right for us to stay mm-hmm. whole. Or it was that sad. That was one of the hardest things I'd ever done. And I'm 53, and I've done a lot of shit, a lot of dumb. You know, that was fucking so tough. Yeah, it was really. It was but hard to, to see. S- it was magical. Friday night yeah. was awesome. I had a yeah. great time running around and everything. And and there's going to be many more. Beltane is oh, yeah. part of our life now. Oh, yeah, that ain't going nowhere, man. That's for sure. And it it just makes me like that experience. Like when I got home, and I was finally warm, and and like not hurting because I took some ibuprofen again and was like laid out and. I was just thinking it's time to double down on like taking care of myself no matter what, like, especially if we're going to be doing all these festivals and going and doing all this shit. I, we don't got fucking time for that. Like I felt that in my, for myself too. I was like looking at you guys and I'm like, it made me even more like, convinced that it's so important for me to care for myself and like keep doing what I've been doing and, mm-hmm. and get better and do more, you know, not like in a stressful kind of a way, but like you're doing the right thing and you need to keep doing it. Don't let it stop. Dude, like, the fucking vitamin game is so important. The physical activity thing yeah. is so important. The Just all of it. Mental, mental health, health breaks yeah. is fucking is so important because all that shit works with each other. And if you leave one thing out, then you're going to blow a tire for yeah. sure. You cannot drive a car with three tires. Mm-mm. I mean, you can. No. It sucks. Not for long. <laughs> you won't drive it for long. Rim sparks. I've done it. It's, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. But if you leave one of those things out, you're just going to, you can, you can play the game for a little while and fool yourself. But after a while, it's just like, oh, you know, I, I can't keep going because I, I don't have the strength or whatever. And nobody needs that, especially when you're like doing fun shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like 
this is all amazing, fun, incredible opportunities that we have in front of us. So why wouldn't we yeah. do the best we can, give back the best we can for getting the best we got? You know, <laughs> it's only fair. I don't know. Well, I remember along like when we um, maybe 2018, 19, we were talking to a lot more bands that were touring. Yeah, definitely not during the pandemic. Be like, you know, how do you stay healthy when you're touring? Mm hmm. What, you know, what do you do when you, you know, are in a freaking food desert or something like, and they're like the best we can yeah, bring or shit with us or we don't stay healthy. You know, that was a reality that yeah, we heard I a lot too, yeah. a few times too, you know, yeah, so how do you eat good? Like, we don't, we don't. Yeah. So like the better off you start at, <laughs> the more abuse you can take, I guess, yeah, you know true. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like so I just want to start off good, man. Yeah. I just want to start off real good. Yeah, man. We got to, this, this peach thing is turning into a, a monster of its own. I, I, I know you're when, getting crazy on, you're getting crazy, babe. When, when they, when they first reached out, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe we could podcast live in the peach. And now it's use your like, big boy voice. Come on. Yeah, I was like, now, now we're like, you have a one hour set every day. Like, oh, okay. We're going to be talking to like Daniel Donato and Jennifer Hartswick and John Medeski and, and all those three people are alumni. And we're still going to like have more alumni. And hopefully we'll get James Casey. And we're working on it. We're, we're just working on good stuff. So like, come with us. Get crazy. I come ain't getting crazy. I'm getting serious. Well, you Shit. are getting, you're getting both. You're getting a little crazy, a little serious. I'm getting serious. <laughs> I mean, look, it, open mouths get fed, right? True. And if you don't ask don't and somebody else fed. asks, then you get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm asking first from now on. That's, that's all. So, yeah. I, I don't really know if I have anything else wow. to what? What are you grumbling about over there? Hmm? I just said, wow. What? Just everything we're talking about, man. Right. Let's hear it, Apple. Uh, I just feel like all the fucking three things you just mentioned, I'm not doing. I'm like like vitamin game. Like 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 taking care of myself and finding the time for mental health and everything. It, I, I need to work on that. That's all. Yeah, man. We need you and you should because you deserve it. Yeah, 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 but like Fucking, we talk you about, it comes out thing of time. Where's the time? Right. Well, we'll that, figure that out. The, that we have time. We have time to take care of you ourselves. You know what Aaron told me the other day, which was very profound for me. I was talking about like not having time for like posting stuff on Instagram, and he was like, "Yeah, you do. You just got to use your phone different." And it was kind of like a little punch in the head you know like ooh, but wait but in the best way ever because I thought that about so many things it's like yeah you do you just need to use your time differently period and it made so much sense it's like your car commute that could be a time to listen to some shit or to dictate something or to learn a new skill or wake up half an hour earlier now you go for a walk before you leave like I don't know but it opened up a floodway of me thinking differently about everything because of that's what you said. I don't even remember saying that. I don't even remember saying that to you. 
You did. And you were like, you just got to use. He's like, yeah, you do. You're on your phone every morning. Just do. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I do. Okay. I remember now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it was inspiring. Yeah, it was inspiring. It was really inspiring because you're right. We have minutes all over the place. We just scatter them around and then we say we don't have time. Well, and and I I know for myself, like I I like to say I don't have time to do shit, but I spend a lot of time doing nothing. So watching fucking stupid shit on my phone or watching TV or that's time that I could, if I need to take care of myself, I could insert the take care of myself into that. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I, and I realized all this at like, not that I wasn't taking care of myself before Beltane. Cause yeah, I, you were doing I'm, really I'm good. doing fucking pretty damn good about taking care of myself. But like, I just realized for me, I got to double down because there's a lot on my plate. And when there's a lot on your plate and you're burning shit, your candle at both ends, that's a recipe for fucking disaster. Hell yeah, it is. And, and I don't, we don't have time for disaster around here. No. This is only like good things are coming. Well, not only. We have to deal with everything, but right now good things are coming. I want to be like, pew, 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 Like, what, who's that the, with the bracelets? Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Wonder Woman. I want to be like Wonder Woman. <laughs> Shazam had them. Or not Shazam. Ultraman. Yeah. Okay. You just want risk. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind and edit that. I want to be like Ultraman. You can be like Wonder Woman too, whichever you want. Wonder Woman's dope. She is dope. I would look fucking invisible. You got good legs, babe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fucking lasso of truth. Come on. You wouldn't want that. Oh my god. Like what? Wait, hold on. Bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) All bullshits out the window. I posted. I posted my dad's quote on Twitter today. Oh, <laughs> the best part about getting older is knowing somebody's full of shit before they even open their mouth. <laughs> that was cute. that's true. Yeah. Well, Out of the of thanks my dad. for everybody listening to our stuff and yeah, finding this, any kind of humor or insight in it. <laughs> we found humor in it. This has been we've had a good lot of laughs here. We had a good run. We were laughing so hard I could I had to pee and there was no holding it because we were sitting here laughing so much. I was like, okay, I'm gonna pee myself because I gotta get up. We've all got the casitas. And here, hey all casitas aside, look, we all I'm this isn't doesn't just apply to no simple road. We all need to fucking take care of ourselves, man. Yeah. There's people that love you and that need you around. And that also, goes for everybody listening. Also, can I say one thing? There's people, those same people that love you would probably in a heartbeat say, I'll help if you ask. Yeah. You, you got to fucking open up your mouth and ask for what you need. Reach out your hand if you come. It's, it's that easy. Empty. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've heard that before. It's kind of all about the show and stuff. Well, it's weird, listen, right? it's reminders. We all need reminders. So thanks for bringing up the subject today, babe. You're welcome. Yeah, but seriously, everybody, take care of yourselves, man, because there is people that depend on you. There's people that love you. There's people that enjoy your company. And if you're not taking care of yourself and your head is all full of fucking cobwebs and boulders, <laughs> you're not doing anybody any good. And it just sucks. And it sucks for you, too. So you know what? Take your vitamin C. Take your fucking zinc. Drink water. Eat good food, get sunshine, get a little exercise, and rest your mind a little bit, and have fun. 
That's it. That's not hard. That's easy shit right there. That's not like, you know, quit eating meat and or become a vegetarian or don't be a vegetarian, only eat meat or like, you know, quit sugar. No, keep it simple, man. Get be, some sunshine. Be nice to yourself. Drink some water. Take some vitamins. Get some exercise. That sounds like a lot. It's not, though. I know, it's but not it's not a lot when you're already doing some of it. But when you're not doing any of it, that's a lot. That okay, a lot. start with one thing. Nobody got time for that. If you, if you ain't drinking water, <laughs> start drinking water. Switch Hydrate. out a cup of coffee for a cup of water. That's what I'm doing, you know? Then, then you, you're moving in the right direction. Yeah, don't screw up your adrenals. <laughs> that's, a, that's one thing I've never had a problem with, hydration. I'm a hydrating son. You are a hydrating, <laughs> a hydrating fool. You are a peeing and drinking motherfucker, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, you get the gist. And yeah. if uh, we love you, and we, we want you. you to be healthy and safe, and have energy to have more fun, and we want you to come join us at Peach and yeah. Northwest String Summit and Camp Suds. We haven't even talked about Ooh, that. That's for next time and uh, Mojo Family Fest and that too. We're gonna be all over the place. See, all over so, Dodge, all over the place. Um. What was I going to say? Totally just lost my train of thought. It just happened. Like you just saw that in real time, everybody. All right. Anyway, this is me losing my train of thought. We'll see you you next week. We'll be back with more stuff and things. That train will come back around. It will in a half hour while I'm trying to go to sleep and then I won't be able to fall asleep. Next time, that's how this is going to start. Next episode, (laughs) Aaron will be remembering. We all, we all said several things this episode that we forgot trailed off. We'll we'll remember them all. Mm -hmm. We'll do a recap. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Smile at a stranger. Hydrate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Hydrate. See See how we slipped that in there? Safety third. Sunshine. And then, uh, you know, it, yeah, sun your butthole. <laughs> yeah. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics 
This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.